Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. Thank you. It is so good to be with you guys. My name is Jo. I come from Louth and uh, lead Generations Church over there. I'm a Leeds United supporter. <laughs> there we go. Um, and, uh, and so it's my daughter. And I just want to say, you know, probably second team would be Forest, actually. I was rooting for Forest this year. I was. And uh, there's only one match that I won't be rooting for Forest. Sorry, but uh, come on the leads. All right. And uh, so my girl decided that she was going to support Leeds United as well. And uh, we met with your pastor in Meadow Hall, and uh, and we were just going around Meadow Hall, and uh, Kate decided to bless my daughter with a brand new Leeds United shirt. So there is there is some love between Forest and Leeds United. Okay, that's all I can tell you. Okay, it is there, and uh, Kate is one that uh, kind of shows that. And uh, but that's a little bit about me. Some stuff that you might like, you know, the church pastor things. Some things that you might not like, the Leeds United supporter. But we're all here because um, we just want to hear from God, hey? We're all here because we believe he is living and active and that the Bible has something to say to us. So we are going to turn to the book of Hebrews and uh, I'm going to read, I'm going to read a good chunk of the Bible. Is that okay? Is it okay? I'm going to read a good chunk of the Bible to you this evening. It's not just a few words, but we're going to read quite a few verses together because I want us to catch the heart of the Bible, not just one sentence. And uh, so we're going to read from Hebrews chapter 10, and uh, we are going to start at verse 19. And it says this, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of truth, no sacrifice for sin is left, but only one, a fearful expectation of judgment and of the raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone who deserves to be punished, who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing, the blood of the covenant that sanctified them and who has insulted, insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge and I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of God. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light when you endured a great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had a better lasting possession. 
So do not throw away your confidence because it will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and not delay. My righteous one will live by faith and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. Get this verse now. But we, Rock Church, do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. But we do not belong to those who shrink back, but we belong to those who have faith and who are saved. I've called tonight's message, Watch the Tide, and I will explain a little bit about that. But uh, this message came out of a film that I watched back in 2001. And uh, it was Valentine's Day 2001, and I was at my friend's house actually in Nottingham. And uh, we went to the showcase in Nottingham and uh, we watched a film called Castaway. Anyone seen it? Tom Hanks and a football. That's basically the lineup, isn't it? And uh, so Tom Hanks gets onto this, uh, gets deserted on this island and uh, he is left on his own. He's in a plane crash and uh, he's kind of makes friends with a football called Wilson. And uh, it's this story of how he survives the isolation and the loneliness that he felt. And uh, it's how he survives. And, and if you've not seen the film, I'm about to ruin it for you. But uh, he does get rescued. And when he got rescued, he comes back home and he sees that everything is different back home. And he sits and has a conversation with one of his friends. And there were a few quotes that came from that movie that when I was in the cinema, I sat there with my friend Tamsin and uh, tears just streaming down my face as I listened. And his friend said this, he said, how did you keep on going? When you were on that island on your own, there was no one else around. You didn't know if anyone would ever save you. How did you keep going. And Tom Hanks said, this, this could be in the Bible. It's not, but it could be because it's that good. Okay. He said this, I had to tell myself to keep breathing because tomorrow the sun will come out and who knows what the tide will bring in. I had power over nothing, but I had to keep breathing even though there was no hope. Then one day the tide turned. And I just sat there in the middle of the cinema, snot, tears, you name it, it was red mascara, running down my face, sat with my friend and she's on the other side of me crying as well, crying more because I'm crying than actually at the film. But as I watched that film, God began to speak to me and just said these words to me, Joe, keep breathing. If you keep breathing, the sun will come back out. Because in that time, I was... I was in an absolutely awful place. It was Valentine's Day 2001, 14th of February 2001. And I remember that day because on the 10th of January 2001, I came home to my husband having walked out on me. And I came home to a marriage that was just falling to pieces. And I went and sat in the cinema with my friend on Valentine's Day. She gave up her Valentine's Day with her husband, okay, to sit in a cinema with me. And as we watched this film, as those words were spoken, she just grabbed hold of my hands and we both just sat there in tears. And then like the film ended, the credits went up and we just couldn't move. Because sometimes you've got to realize that the tide is going to turn. 
And you've got to put your trust in the one who holds the tide. You've got to put your trust and your faith in the one who commands the tide, believing that over your life one day the tide will turn. And I sat and those words have gone with me into every situation since Valentine's Day 2001. And every time when the waves come and life happens, this is what I tell myself, Joe, you just got to keep breathing. And tell yourself that tomorrow the sun will come up and the tide will turn. And these words have held me for, you know, the last 21 years, these words have held my life and they've held me in situations that have been hard. And then, and verses like this in in Hebrews 10 that says this, but I'm not of one of those who shrinks back and is destroyed, but I'm one of those who is gonna have faith and who is gonna be saved. I'm not about to let the waves of life that are crashing over me take me under. I'm about to watch for the tide and not watch the waves. And I'm gonna explain that a little bit later on. But in the Bible, it says this, but we are not of those who shrink back. And it's really funny what Simon's already brought tonight as he was praying for us earlier on. We're not of those who shrink back. You see, when we shrink back, we will probably do it in the company of other people. And I want to re-emphasize, in fact, I wasn't even going to bring this part of the message tonight, but I want to re-emphasize what Simon brought earlier on, that actually, if if we're going to be of those who shrink back, negative people will find negative people. And those people are never going to help us move forward. All they will do is pull us back. So I re-emphasize what Simon said as he was praying tonight, actually find those people who are going to spur you on. It says that in Hebrews 10. Find people who are going to spur you on in the things of God, not allow you to shrink back and become smaller than what you were meant to be. So we need to be of those who move forward. So what are the keys then? I've got three keys tonight. What are the keys to believing and to allowing faith to rise in us in those times when the waves are crashing in. The first one is this, that we, the first key is this, that we need to be confident in the one who is holding your life. Hebrews 10, 35 says this, so don't throw away your confidence. And this isn't about you being confident in who you are. That's not what the book of Hebrews is talking about here. When this was written, what they were saying is don't throw away your confidence in what Jesus has done. Don't throw away your confidence in who God is because that will be rewarded. I'm not gonna be of those who shrink back and who lose their confidence in who God is, what He has said and what He has done. I'm gonna be one of those who moves forward and is saved because my confidence lies in Him. So one of the keys to believing and to allowing faith to rise is to be confident in the one who is holding you. Do you know Tom Hanks in that film, Castaway, had confidence that the sun would come out tomorrow and that made him keep breathing. You know, every day the sun rises and the sun sets. Why? Because God has commanded it to do so. Every day on your life, the sun rises. It doesn't matter what we're going through. Every day, the sun is gonna rise. And sometimes what you've got to do in life is I'm gonna keep breathing I'm gonna have confidence in the one who commands the sun and the moon, in the one who commands the sea and the waves. I'm gonna have confidence in him because he is the one who holds my life. Because this is one thing that I have learned over the years that I've followed God and I've been a Christian a long time is this, that, that situations come and go, that emotions come and go, sometimes on an hourly basis. 
That circumstances come and go, but there is one who doesn't come and go, but he holds me through it all. And my confidence needs to be in him. For Tom Hanks, as long as the sun came up, there was hope. And tonight I wanna tell you whatever situations you are facing, find a confidence in Jesus because he is the one who will give you hope. He is the one who will give you what you need. You see, the Bible says in Luke 1, 37, it says, no word from God will ever fail. In Matthew 19, 26, it says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14 says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, take heart and wait for the Lord. You see, our confidence comes from our knowledge of who God is. And this is proven over time in our life. You know, when I first got to know God, I was only four years old and I've learned a bit more since I was four years old. When I, when I decided seriously to follow God at the age of 12, I've learned a bit more. And, and over the years of my life, God has proven himself time and time and time again, which is why I can confidently say I will not be one of those who shrinks back because I know my God and I have confidence in who he is. When I watched that film, I was at an all-time low, but I had to find my confidence in the God who was holding me. And through everything that I went through in that season of my life, through the disappointment, through the, the anger, through the shame and the guilt and, and every emotion that the enemy tried to put on me as I went through that marriage breakdown and, and that divorce, everything that happened, you know, in, in my head, I was saying things like, you know, I'll not be able to work in church anymore because of what I've been going through. And God, God was so faithful and God was so kind and God was so gracious. And so we can say with all confidence, we're not of those who are going to shrink back but we're of those who are going to believe keep breathing because tomorrow the sun will rise again keep going because there'll come a time in your life when this situ situation will not be as overwhelming as what it seems now I can testify to that situations come and go but there is one who sticks closer than a brother and who holds us so let's have our confidence in the one who holds us. It's a key to us keeping faith and not shrinking back. The second one is this, that we're to draw near to God. Hebrews 10, 22, we've read it tonight, says this, let us draw near to God in full assurance of faith. Do you know what? We draw near through praise. I believe God wants us to come and hang around His presence. He doesn't want us to just dip into it and then dip out of it. I, I believe when you're walking down the street, when you're in work, when you're sat at home, we can hang around the presence of God. We can be people who carry the presence of God. When you walk in to your family situation or your work situation, when you walk in carrying the presence of God, you will be a carrier of hope. And whatever then comes your way, what it will actually do is build your faith in God rather than strip you of faith in God. Do you know what our love for God is not just shown in what we do for Him, but in allowing Him to do things through us. You know, Isaiah 30 tells us that those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. And we have to come to God believing that the moment we come to Him, He will do what He has said He will do. And praise is the declaration 
of presence. I have loved being in here tonight. Video worship, I was sat right at the front. I could hear you all belting those songs out. It was amazing. We, we have a church plant at home and uh, we planted into one of the um, most notorious housing estates in Grimsby. And, uh, and we planted it. We took a church on with three people, three older ladies in the church. We lost two of them. And so we ended up with one. And, uh, and we have just seen God begin to grow this thing. But you know what? We were in church the other week and uh, the guys were leading at the front and uh, they were trying to move the service on and the congregation decided we don't want to stop yet. And they just carried on singing. They ignored the leaders at the front like these people are new Christians and uh, and we were singing and they just decided we are not going to stop it was like being in a football game and the chanting was going I was like I sh- probably should if I'm honest have followed the leadership because that's the good thing to do in it I totally abandoned that and I joined I joined with all the guys that were in they just liked the song and so they carried on singing it and uh, but you know what there's there's something that happens when we begin to praise and declare who God is it changes us, it changes the atmosphere around us and it changes our perspective on things. And if we wanna be of those who do not shrink back but who have faith and who are saved, some good declaration has gotta come out of our mouth. You know, the first thing that is gonna take you down a negative road will be your mouth. Sometimes what comes out of my mouth needs to disagree with what is in my mind. Because sometimes my mind wanders. I don't know if yours does. Sometimes my mind wanders. And sometimes I have to disagree with my mind by what I say. Sometimes you have to make statements of faith that doesn't even agree with how you're feeling or how you're thinking, but you know it's the truth. Sometimes we've got to declare the truth in the middle of us not feeling like we're living in it. I want to say to you tonight, if your confidence in God is going to remain strong, Our praise and our declaration and being in the presence of God is gonna be what makes us stay strong. I love worship. And uh, the first thing I ever did in the life of our church was uh, was lead worship. And uh, I think from about four, me and my sister, um, there were two worship leaders in our church called Elaine and Diane. And uh, I was Diane, my sister was Elaine. And we used to lead our teddies in worship. And, uh, and you know, I've loved worship from being a little kid. And uh, just leading people into the presence of God. There is nothing like it. Never lose your zeal and your enthusiasm for worship. Just let it grow. Because actually what happens when you come into an atmosphere like that, you can have had the worst week ever. You come into an atmosphere like that and your mind begins to maybe begin to wander, but your mouth begins to declare things. And what is it the Bible says that faith is being sure of what we hoped for and certain of what we don't yet see. And all of a sudden you begin to have faith. Why? Because your mouth has declared something that your brain hasn't even computed, but you're gonna let those words come out of your mouth. When you draw near to God, you will be someone who doesn't shrink back, but someone who moves forward, someone in whom faith rises. Our expression of praise brings the declaration that the presence of God is here to make a difference, to change us, to give us victory and to overturn our circumstances so important that we get together to worship and to praise when we worship and praise we begin to say things like God is good and uh, I know Simon said it already tonight isn't God good and we all say yes but this is the thing that that goodness is not a characteristic of God 
We get it wrong when we think that, you know, when people look at me, they, they, might, they might say, oh, Joe is loud or, or Joe is nice to talk to or Joe likes... They, they say things about my character, but this is not a character issue with God. God is goodness. It's not one of his characteristics. It's him in his entirety. God is good. God is love. Love isn't a characteristic of God. We come to praise and to worship a God who is love. There is not one side of him or one part of him that doesn't show love. And when we come, we come to praise a God who is those things. Our start point of praise and of worship always has to be who God is. We don't praise out of what he has done for us. We don't praise out of God has answered my prayer this week, so I'm gonna come and give it my all. And on weeks when he hasn't, I'm gonna come and and I'm not gonna do anything or I'm not even gonna come. If we do that, we will be of those who shrink back. But when we make a declaration in the middle of what is going on in our life, that God, you are good. And I'm gonna praise you because you're good. Life might not be good right now. Things might not be good, but you, you are good. Last year, we had a bit of a year and uh, in in May last year, my father-in-law passed away suddenly and in July, my dad died. And uh, it'd been a horrendous couple of years with my dad and he had dementia and Alzheimer's and and it'd been really hard. And... uh, and this is what I, so my dad died on the Sunday afternoon. I'd just done two services. My, the hospital phoned me and uh, I made the journey up to West Yorkshire to go and be with family. And, and uh, the next week, do you know what came into my head was this, everyone would understand if you didn't rock up this morning. Everyone. They'd be gracious. They'd be kind. They'd just be praying for you. They'd understand. Do you know what? Something rose inside of me that said, I will not be of those who shrink back. Because even in the middle of what we're going through, he is good and he deserves my praise. So my mouth will declare what my heart doesn't necessarily feel because he is worthy. And tonight, if you're gonna be of those who are saved and who grow faith, our start point has always gotta be, let's worship him for who he is, not for what he does. So we need to be of those who draw near to God. And the third key is this, we need to persevere because the tide is what changes the landscape, not the waves. I don't know if you've ever lived through a season of your life where it's felt wave after wave. My 2021 was a bit like that for me, wave after wave of stuff happening. And it just feels like, you know, one wave's passed and the next one comes. And I was telling the the guys this morning of a time when God provided me to um, go to Australia. I had a great time. And we went to Malulabar Beach and uh, on the Gold Coast one day. And uh, we decided to go boogie boarding. Never again, that's all I'm gonna say. And, uh, and so I went with my, my friend's Australian. She decided not to join us, but she decided to watch from the sand. And uh, so we, we got on these boards, me and my friend Colleen, and, uh, and we were trying to kind of, we thought we'd be able to ride the waves within like three minutes. And uh, so we got on these boards and um, we were laying on these boards and all of a sudden this wave came out of nowhere, like we did not see it coming. And uh, this wave kind of came and uh, it totally disrupted us and dumped us 
okay? And uh, it flipped me over. My friend who's Australian sat on the beach absolutely killing herself laughing at the two British girls who hadn't got a blooming clue what they were doing. And uh, so like it flipped me. And then I, and so I came up, my hair was everywhere. There was seaweed everywhere and uh, sand everywhere. And, uh, and I stood up and as I stood up, the next wave came and it just took my feet from under me and flipped me right over. The thing is this, if the tide had come at that point, it would have changed everything. And sometimes we can live our life with the waves that are coming. But this is what I really felt for you guys tonight to say, don't watch the waves. Because if you do, they'll overwhelm you. Watch for the tide. Because the tide is what changes the landscape. The tide is what makes things change. We have to be people who stay the course when the waves come. And as we stay the course when the waves are coming, we've got to be those people that believe the tide is about to turn. The waves might be coming and, and it might be like, you know, when I was boogie boarding in Australia and, and they, you know, they came and it totally flipped me over. I was under the water, I was spluttering. It was one of those really not nice things. I'm glad, you know, that no one videoed that moment because it would not be good. And it would not be shown. Can I just tell you that? Um, but, uh, but I want to say to you tonight, don't just, don't just be affected by the waves of life that come. But have faith in the one who turns the tide. Have faith in the one who can change everything in an instant. You know, we have to persevere as faith-filled Christians tonight. We have to persevere and believe the word of God. What has God said over your life? Believe it even when the waves are coming and it's trying to tell you other things. We need to believe that God has the final say in our life. God has the final say over our days and over our situations. We need to believe that the promises of God are yes. And this is where everyone gets this verse wrong. And it drives me insane, right? Because the Bible says that the promises of God are yes. There's a full stop or should be a full stop after that. And then it says this, so that we can add our amen. That's my paraphrase. The promises of God are yes, and the amen is spoken by us. It's the words of our mouth that come out in absolute agreement with the promises of God over our life. And we've got to believe the promises of God, and we've got to persevere and believe until the tide changes. Do you know what the castaway quote mentions that we never know what the tide will bring in. And there are hundreds of waves in a day, but the tide only changes twice. There are probably hundreds of waves of emotion and stuff that goes through us in a day. But I want to tell you, for some of you here tonight, your tide is about to change. Don't give up because your tide is about to change. And the tide is what is going to change the course of your life. The tide is what changes the course of, of the sea and the waves. The tide is what changes, you know, things over the landscape. If, if, you, if you look at the beach, some of the beaches, there's a beach near um, Louth and, uh, and it's called Hutoft. And when I first moved to Louth, you used to go and there were some steps. You used to park um, on the terrace just by the beach and there were some steps going down. Today, you can't see the steps. And the thing that's made the difference is, is, is the way that the tide comes in and out. 
And it's made the difference. And I want to say to some of you, some of you might be in here tonight going, but you don't know what's happened. Do you know what? I don't. There's one who does. There's one who holds you. There's one who still deserves your praise. And there's one who's about to change the tide. There's someone who's about to turn the tide. Do you know what? We can't make changes and decisions based on every wave that comes over us. We've got to wait for the tide to turn. And when the tide turns and he comes through, if I had time, I'd tell you the, the story of my daughter. And we prayed for, I prayed for a child for 12 years and God did not answer as I thought he was gonna answer. And I was at a conference in 2009 and I was praying and uh, they did, we decided to adopt and uh, so we'd made the decision. We weren't trying for, for kids anymore. We were gonna adopt a child and... Uh, Someone brought a, a thing of, you know, if you're waiting for a baby, why not ask God? And I was like, I, am, I folded my arms. I was like, I am not asking you again. Because it killed me every time I did. And the Holy Spirit just whispered into my mind, just one more time. Just one more time. So I, I obeyed and I, you know, did snot, tears, all of that. And uh, asked God again for a baby. And uh, we got home and we were, we were kind of um, pushed forward in in the the kind of line the queue for those to adopt and and we ended up um that was that was june the 2nd june the 11th we went on a um on a adoption course and by february 2010 we had brought our little girl home she was eight and a half months old but the size of a three month old i'd always ask god for a baby and it's almost like he answered every prayer i had and i went back to the conference and they did the same appeal on the same date at the same time. And, uh, and I kind of stood there thinking, bring on this appeal. There is going to be no tears from me today. And because uh, I'd, got, I'd got the promise, I'd got my little girl. And I was stood and uh, I was praying for those around me. But, but inside I was smiling because for the first time in 12 years, I wasn't crying like a baby. And, and the Holy Spirit just said to me, what day is it? I said to him, it's Thursday or whatever day it was. No, Joe, what day is it? What date is it? I said, it's the 2nd of June. And all of a sudden, it hit me that on the 2nd of June in the previous year, I was stood asking God for a child. And the Holy Spirit said to me, what day is it? And that was my daughter's first birthday. And I stood there and I realized that as I was asking God, there was a baby being born that I was later going to bring home as my child, as I was asking him, the tide was turning. We'd had the waves crashes for years. Every time it didn't work, every time, every month, we'd had the waves crash over us. But as I stood and, and I obeyed the Holy Spirit just one more time, the tide began to turn. You never know when the tide is gonna turn. You never know. It said this in Castaway, I had to tell myself to keep breathing because tomorrow the sun will come out and who knows what the tide will bring in? Who knows what the tide will bring in on your tomorrow? I had no idea as I stood in 2009 and I asked God for a child one more time, I had no idea that my daughter at that precise moment was being born. No idea. Yet God turns the tide. And we could have given up 
We could have given up when the waves came crashing in, but we were not of those who shrunk back. We were of those who pressed in and who decided we're not gonna bow down to the waves of life crashing in. We're gonna wait for the tide to turn. And if you're in here tonight and there's a circumstance in your life where it seems like the waves have come crashing over you, I wanna pray for you tonight because I know how that feels. And, and for you, it might not be, you know, for me, I went through a marriage breakdown, I went through infertility stuff. And for you, it might be a different wave that is crashing over your life. But I wanna tell you, there is one who holds you in the middle of that. And if that's you tonight and you would like me to include you as I pray, why don't you just stand to your feet? Don't give up as the waves come crashing in, guys. God's about to turn the tide. He's about to turn the tide for you. He's about to change the landscape of your life. He's about to change what is going on for you. He is gonna be with you in the middle of the waves that are crashing on you right now. Sometimes God doesn't take us, in fact, God, I don't think ever takes us out of the situation, but He will take us through. Psalm 23 says this, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. So tonight we're gonna come and pray. And my words won't be eloquent, but they will be heartfelt. As I stand with you in the middle of the waves that are crashing in and believe alongside you that the tide is about to turn. So God, we thank You that You control the tides of our lives. We thank You that Father God, You control the waves that are crashing in on us. And Lord, for every amazing person right now that is stood to their feet, Lord God, whatever wave is crashing on them right now, Lord, I pray that they will know that You hold them in the middle of that. That the wave is not gonna overwhelm them, it's not gonna overtake them, but You are gonna hold them in the middle of that. Lord, I thank You tonight that, that God, we can draw near to You, that our, that our declaration can sometimes say what our feelings are not feeling, but we're gonna believe it in the middle of everything. You are good, You are love, You are peace. You are joy. And as You are all of those things, Lord God, You can give them to us as well. So we can experience that in the middle of the waves. And Lord God, I pray over every person in here tonight for a perseverance that will take them through it. Father God, a perseverance that will wait for the tide and not just focus in on the waves. Lord God, a perseverance that is gonna allow you to change the tide. God, a perseverance that is gonna grow faith and stamina, Father God, in the middle of the situation. So Lord God, I pray as we worship one more time together, that God, we will end our time here. Father God, just focusing in on who you are, just focusing in on what You have spoken to us tonight, Lord God, focusing in that You are about to change, to turn the tide in our life. And Lord, I pray as we worship, 
that God, we will begin to declare Your goodness over our lives. That we'll begin to declare how amazing You are over our lives, Father God. Holy Spirit, into this moment, will You come and speak? God, not just through someone on a platform, but God, as we stand in Your presence, Holy Spirit, come and talk to us. I pray for an encouragement over each person stood in this room right now. That Father God, we will go from this place tonight knowing that You, Lord God, are turning the tide for us. Knowing that Father God, we need to keep breathing because tomorrow the sun will come out again. Lord, I pray that You'll teach us to keep breathing even though we may feel sometimes that there is no hope. But God, that from tonight, we will know that one day the tide will turn.